0: Blog TALK
1: RADIO What's going on folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe back at it yet again. Man, what a day, what a day, what a day. We're going to be talking about, you know, a lot of things on the show today. We're going to talk about the Jets losing to the Raiders. A lot of issues there. Um, but we're also going to cover this upcoming game against the Seattle Seahawks as well. Um, you know, this Jets team has had some issues, man, have quite a bit of issues and they were exposed. They were exposed. Uh, we couldn't get it done. Couldn't finish the game against the Raiders. And now we're going into a Seattle Seahawks team going to get going up into a Seattle Seahawks team that that serious business. And, you know, there's quite a bit of injuries, a lot of things going on, but listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. So, without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and just get into the show. I am fired up. Listen, this Jets team, as we all know, went up against the Raiders. We just couldn't get the job done, man. We just couldn't get the job done. And, I mean, it was hard. It was, a, it was a tough loss. It was a super, super tough loss to watch them not be able to put away a team, to give up a bomb on the last play of the game on a zero blitz called up by our former defensive coordinator, Greg Williams. Man, Lamar Jackson out there by himself. Henry Ruggs runs past him. Easy touchdown easy. It was tough, man. We fought hard. We fought back. I live stream, you know, during the show as well. If everybody listened to me on blog talk, I live stream during the games on Sunday sometimes. And uh, man, it was rocking. The savages, we were in here. We were feeling it. We were grooving. We had a lot of things happening, a lot of positive things going on. We were cheering the team up. Our spirits were up. Our spirits were up. I mean, we we watched the team fight all the way back, you know? There were some issues before the second half. Late in the second quarter, there were some, some problems. There was turnover, some fumbles. Sam threw an interception, but we were still there. And we raised it up. We raised our spirits, man. And then right before, you know, right before we could close it out, we gave it up, man. We gave it up. And we found a way to lose that football game. That's what hurt. What hurt was that we were right there. We had it. We had it. It was a victory right there. And we just, just a bad call at a bad time. And it all blew up in our faces. But we'll get into that. And we'll talk about quite a bit uh, of the Seattle Seahawks game that we have kind of up as well. But first here on the Long Beach Joe show, Uh, We're big on charity. We're big on helping our communities. We're big on doing whatever we can do to, you know, forward other people to help, you know, push good karma around. And so I'm going to have Mr. Jack Collins come on for the Mark V. Lee Toy Foundation, Toy Drive, excuse me. Um, He's going to talk to us about what they're doing on the Mark V. Lee Toy Drive and how they're impacting the community. So, Mr. Collins, I want to welcome you to the show, to the Long Beach Joe Show. How are you doing today? Hey, how are you?
2: Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello. Okay, great. I'm sorry. Yeah, can you I'm hear not, me? My phone was a little little out of out, out of whack today. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me back.
1: I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you for for coming on, man. Uh, so you know, I want you to talk to us about the uh, Mark V Lee toy drive, and can you give us some background on it?
2: Yeah, my my buddy Mark Lee. He's uh, he's a junior. His father, Mark Lee Senior. Uh, was a captain i'm a firefighter with mark was a captain for our fire department he's uh he's he's known uh, in the department as uh, as the legend he was a great man uh really about the community um he unfortunately passed away due to uh 9-11 related injuries and and, and sickness and um before he had passed when he was an active firefighter and captain he had started a toy drive with a couple of his friends because um Jersey City, you know, we're, we're a blue-collar community. A lot of, you know, if anybody knows us now, it's because we have a lot of development going on, on our waterfront. But for the most part, we've yeah. always been a blue-collar sort of a a, a, a you know, middle-income, you know, middle-class city. And, and we have a lot of people who need a little help in hand every once in a while. And Captain Lee and his buddies, you know, because the fire department were all through the community, they saw that and they wanted to just help kids out around Christmas time in any way, you know, give parents a little bit of a break. Uh, help them to, you know, put a smile on the kids' face. So they started this toy drive, and um, when Captain Lee passed away, his son Mark and his his wife and his entire family, you know, took it over and 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 have grown it into this this great thing for our community. And um, you know, Mark takes donations all year. Uh, you know, they, they 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 work with local uh, you know businesses and other groups, and and then he they 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 give out. I think they're up to nine or 10,000 toys a year to kids. Wow. Uh, yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It really is. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And it's just to yeah. do, it's just to try to help out, you know, try to put smiles on kids' faces and help out parents, you know. Especially these days, everyone's having a tough time, you know. And, and any way that uh, yeah. we can help, especially for kids, you know, it seems these days kids' uh, childhoods are getting shorter and shorter and kids need to have a little, you know, smile on their face and, and a good day every once in a while.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You kind completely correct, and those numbers that you bring up for all the toys that they're giving out and things that they're doing for those children in the community is phenomenal. What are some of your fondest memories of the toy drive, Mr. Collins?
2: Uh, please call me Jack. Uh, Mr. Collins is my grandfather. Uh, <laughs> um, I really, it's, it's not even. It wasn't even a Christmas time story. Um, you know, Mark takes donations all year round, that he. Uh, he's created sort of a little storage area in, in his house, you know, cause he tries to get as much as he can through the year. So he has a lot mm-hmm. to give out when it's time to do it. But during the year he'll do, he'll give out stuff when he finds out about a kid who's in need. And I remember once, mm-hmm. uh, one of our captains responded to a call in one of our tougher neighborhoods. And, and, you know, they found out, you know, and while they were on the call, they found out a, a young man, who, you know, a young boy who lived next door had just had his bike stolen. And, uh, you know mm. it's an urban neighborhood, these things happen sometimes unfortunately and uh they made a call to Mark. he was on his day off and uh Mark went to his house and, and within an hour that that young man was sitting on a new bike as if he you know he didn't miss wow. he didn't miss a beat and, and his you know his parents probably weren't gonna be able to replace that bike anytime soon, but you know Mark went yeah. and he dropped it off and the, he was you know the kid was was back where he was, you know it was pretty cool,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's a wonderful story, Jack. I mean, wow, <laughs> just the impact, yes, you know, like you said, you know. That's
0: my boy, yeah, for the, it, You
1: know. Yeah, yeah, that that kid getting that bike, you know, again with his bike being taken the way that it was. What, I'm yeah. pretty sure he just had he was just beside himself just with joy. That that's that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing to hear, Jack. But how can my listeners get involved? With the Mark V. Lee Toy Drive. How can they donate? Where can they send money? What can they do?
2: Well, uh, Mark has, uh, he, you know, there's the Mark V. Lee Toy Drive. I'm trying to find, uh, I, I had written it down. I'm sorry. And I'm for, here it is. I got okay. it. Mark, uh, he has an Instagram. He also has Facebook. It's uh, Mark underscore Vincent. And that's on mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram, the donation link. They can also make donations at uh, any of our firehouses in Jersey City or at our fire headquarters which is at four six five Marin Boulevard in Jersey City. But uh you know, Mark mm-hmm. also has the link uh you know on his Facebook and Instagram and again it's Mark M A R K underscore and then Vincent V I N C E N T. Uh and and they take donations all year round. So uh and also if you know anyone who needs who needs you know kids or a family who needs a little help, I'm sure if you reach out, Mark will find a way to help them.
1: Absolutely, absolutely and everyone listening as well. Um, the link is also plastered across uh, my social media as well and the show social media too. So if you want to go and click that link, you can also donate to the toy drive as well. Uh, just, you know, going all across our social media, Jack and listen, Jack, it's it's phenomenal hearing about the things that <laughs> you and Mark are doing with that Mark V. Lee toy drive. Seriously. It means a lot. And we see, you know, I, I've worked with you folks for, you know, some years now just promoting uh, the toy drive. And yeah. when you guys put up the pictures of those children, being so happy to get those toys, and again, there's a lot of kids that would not have a Christmas had it not been, you know, for some of the things that you folks are doing there, some of the toys that you're giving them. So again, I want to salute to y'all, and I want to thank y'all for everything that you're doing. But with that said, we also
2: want to thank go, go ahead. We also want to thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, it's people like you who get the word out, who you uh, allow us to use your platform to reach your viewers, uh, your listeners, people who may not have an opportunity here and otherwise we, we want to thank you as well man I, I think i've spoken with you four years in a row now and
0: uh you give us oh, your yes. time
2: and your platform and, and we're grateful for that thank you
0: yes
1: absolutely thank you so much jack now listen you know we bleed green over here you know that i know you know that i know you <laughs> i know you know of, you know what it's like
3: these
1: we're doing a lot of bleeding
3: these days <laughs>
1: Tell me about it tell, tell me
0: about it Tell me about it
1: Listen, Jack, we, we got to talk about these Jets, all right? We got to talk about these <laughs> Jets, man what,
0: Yeah, what, man, what are your We're thoughts doing about a lot of these days
1: what, what are your thoughts about the season so far, Jack? Talk to me, man How are you feeling right now? What are your thoughts about this, this last loss to the Raiders? I mean, where are you at right now? Well, first of all,
2: uh, my my father and a lot of my friends are Raiders fans, and we all know those guys are obnoxious assholes. So that oh. just hurt oh. so badly. I'm, I'm sorry. To, I don't know if I can say that, but that's just how I feel about Raiders fans. Yeah, you know, one. family
1: show, but go ahead. I, you know, I understand. I apologize. This is a family show.
2: Uh, not nice people. Sorry. Not nice people. Sorry. Okay. There you go.
1: Thank you. Uh,
2: and, then, and, then, and then to lose it that way, you know, it, it's uh, – you know, you feel for Jamal Adams, you know, uh, he's a rookie corner. You put him in that situation. I don't even know why that was that, – I, I, I'm still puzzled. You know, you, you hear all the conspiracies about, you know, tanking for Trevor and all that. But I, it's, it's, I, I mean, oh. let's try to hide it if that's what they're doing. I don't know, you know. I mean, this whole season just seems like you, you take it, we're taking it all apart hoping to rebuild, but you still got to give the fans a little hope along the way that there's something to build on, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know, I mean, it's not Jamal. Adams, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, Jamal, we lose Jamal Adams. Then we, uh, I'm sorry, Lamar. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. You mean? Are the Sorry, I was. Lamar, about, uh, yeah, Lamar Lamar Jackson, Jackson, corner, I had yeah. two thoughts yeah. in my head. You know, we get we lose Jamal Adams. We, you know, we put Lamar Jackson in that situation. We 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 seem to just be giving away our, every opportunity. We haven't developed Sam Donald, Sam Donald. I think as well as we could have. And, and yeah. I've never been a fan of tanking for one player because you you know one guy's not going to deliver in football. It's not basketball. You know you got to build around mm-hmm. it. You got to make smart conscious you know smart decisions that are going to give your team a, a sense of, of of being able to fight through. And and I just don't think the coaching staff is doing that as well. They're killing us.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, it's tough. I mean, it's super tough. And I know we just you fired know. Greg Williams. You know, because of that, basically because of that call, but. Honestly, like you said, the coaching staff has has not lived up to you know anything. I mean, hell, we fired Greg Williams. But Eric yeah. Gaze is the worst offense coordinator in all of football. He's the worst head coach ever. Like it's it's just it's yeah, insane I mean, and it's bad. But I want go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. You know, and, and
2: then you know, and then the injuries are are getting us. You know, we we're down to what Ooh. two safeties this week.
1: Yep. You know, we yeah. we just
2: find out that Ed, Ashton Davis and Bennett Jackson are out.
1: You know, and yep. and, and, and no Mims our two healthy.
2: Uh, yeah, our two healthy safeties are our are, are third stringer and Marcus May, which you know everyone was a third stringer at some point in their career, but I guess now's the time better. You know, now better than ever, I guess, to get some experience. But yeah. you know, it's just it's just <laughs> tough. You know, it's tough. And then, it and then is. It Adam is. Gacy, you. you you know, and I, I don't know if I feel good about Adam Gates making jokes saying, like, you know, we're looking for volunteers. I mean, we might be looking for a volunteer coach soon,
3: you know?
1: <laughs> I mean, there's
3: a lot of rumors, though.
1: There's a lot of rumors, Jack, out there that, you know, Bill Cower is going to be interested. In, you know, we're definitely going to talk about that as the show goes on, but... We've got to – and you hit on a point, though. We've definitely – with the next head coaching hire, because we should be firing Adam Gaze at the end of the season. The second we can get rid of him, he should be gone. But we've got to get the next uh, head coaching hire correct, because if we don't, it's going to set us back yeah. for years. But one of the things that you talked about as well that I wanted to touch on, Jack, um, before I let you go, but you talked about Sam Darnold and how you thought we handled him and we haven't developed him well. Are you a guy that's ready to move on from him at this point, or would you like to see us give him another chance, you know, next year with this team?
2: I mean, look, you got you have two or three quarterbacks that are, that are, that are going to be in this class coming. You got Trevor, you got Fields, and then I think uh, the kid from, um, from Florida is going to be ready to go too. I mean, he's put up ridiculous numbers mm-hmm. too. Trask, he's – you know, so you have three there, and sometimes a fresh start is, uh, is what's needed not just for the team but for the player. Um, and maybe yeah. – You know, maybe Donald needs a fresh start somewhere else as well. I mean, he hasn't gotten the best of breaks, but sometimes putting Band-Aids on something isn't, you know, eventually you run out of Band-Aids, you know?
1: Um, Yeah, yeah.
2: I I don't know what it is with USC quarterbacks either. They just don't seem to live up once they leave sunny California. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we don't, you know, at least this USC quarterback, we didn't help him very much. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we didn't put much, they, you they, know, they, we didn't do much more. In, so.
2: USC quarterbacks, USC quarterbacks come east and something happens. I don't know if it's our water or our bagels. I don't know what it is, but something gets them, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> I hear you, Jack. I hear you. Well, listen, Jack, I want, listen, I want to thank you for coming on. It was great to speak to you about the Mark Lee toy drive, and it was amazing to speak to you as well, you know, about this football team, too. Can you please give our, uh, our listeners, you know, just, again, the, all the social media, where they can donate, and how they can get involved with the Mark B. Lee Toy Drive?
2: Absolutely. And, again, thank you to, to you for, for every year you help us out. Thank you to you. Uh, on Instagram and Facebook, it's Mark underscore Vincent, M-A-R-K underscore V-I-N-C-E-N-T. If you want to make an in-person donation, you go to any firehouse in Jersey City and just tell me, you dropping stuff off for the Mark Lee
0: uh, Toy Drive.
2: And you can also uh, uh, reach out to our headquarters at 465 Marin Boulevard. You can make a donation there. And then, like you said, you have the donation link all over your website as well. And, uh, again, I want to thank you for for every year supporting us. Uh, you know, you, you really help us out. And I apologize for my comments
1: on the Raiders fans. I forgot it was a family show. <laughs> you know, it, it's
0: so
1: it's okay, Jack. It's all right. As long as you, you know,
0: smooth it out after that,
1: everything's good. But, listen, Jack, I want to thank you again for calling in, man. You have a good night, all right?
2: Hey, you too, my man. And Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners, and, and, and happy holidays. And uh, just everybody, uh, you know, just let's all remember to be a little nice to each other these days. Everybody's having a tough time out there with this pandemic Absolutely. and all of our other issues. Let's just try to be nice to each other. I think that goes a long way.
1: Absolutely, Jack. All right, you have a good night.
2: You too, my man. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you, sir. Ooh, listen, Jack Collins calling in. Listen, again, everyone mark v lee toy drive get involved any way that you can uh you know the link uh, for donation is all over uh, my social media so that you can go there and uh, get involved and if you're in new jersey uh go to any jersey city fire department drop off a toy you know any one of those they'll get it there you know please do whatever you can to help a kid you know make their christmas you know i'm saying it's huge it's very very huge it's a big time impact for a lot of uh a lot of kids that are really, you know, probably wouldn't have a Christmas unless they got something from the Mark V. Lee. So again, I want to thank Jack for coming on. It was phenomenal to speak to him. Now folks, we're back to talking about these jets and I got callers. I'm going to get to you in one second. Salute to everybody in the chat. Salute to all of the savages. Salute to everyone uh, that has donated or is also donating to, you know, their local um, toy drives as well. Salute to Leon Kennedy. Good on you for donating to the, you know, you're local as well. Uh, salute to Portway, Jordan Ash, Todd Steele, TJ Decker, Re- Angel Reed, excuse me, um, and John. Salute to y'all, man. It's good to see y'all in here. Uh, listen, we got to get to talking about this, man. This Raiders loss was tough. Now we're going up against Seattle, and we have lots of in- uh, injuries, you know, like uh, Jack talked about as well. We got injuries to our safety position. Uh, we only have two healthy safeties. Marcus May, uh, fairly, that's it. Uh, you look at the situation (laughs) with our wide receiver position, it's tough as well. Uh, (laughs) Crowder is dealing with an injury that he's still questionable to play. Mims is not going to be playing. He's dealing with an issue, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to his family as well. He's dealing with an outside issue outside of football. Uh, So, you know, we're going to be without him going to Seattle. This is going to be a really tough football game for us. And we're reeling off of a loss to the Raiders, Raiders really reeling by that. Um, I'm just hoping that we can recover and put it together, but, I'm gonna go ahead and get into the callers because I want to discuss this with you folks and get the call in. So, first caller we're gonna go to we're gonna come to Elias, man. I want to hear I want to hear from Elias, Elias, man. Welcome to the show. We're gonna start off with the loss to the Raiders, man. How did you feel about that loss? And uh, were you reeling as much as everyone else was? Uh, you know, just emotionally spent after watching the Jets just give up, uh, you know, a last play touchdown on a zero blitz.
4: Well, I was actually stoked about it. A lot of fans seem like they, you know, a lot of guys rooting for losses now. But um, for me, it kind of sucked because I got – my broadcast was behind my phone, so I got a notification that the Raiders scored a touchdown, so I didn't get, like, the live reaction. <laughs> but, man, I had I had all the Bills fans. I, I live up in uh, upstate New York, so nothing but Bills fans. I had all my buddies who are Bills fans text me, like, yo, thanks for winning this game, man. We don't want to, you know, deal with Trevor Lawrence and stuff. So it was good to get them back <laughs> out. But, yeah, it was crazy – I I can't believe that happened. I actually um I took a screen recording of your reaction because that was gold, man. the, the, the you bum ass corner that line was that was incredible, man. So um yeah, but it was it was just the most 2020 Jets thing ever. And um you know Williams got fired for it. Um I I think you know I don't think he did it intentionally. People are saying he's doing it for the tank. Yeah. I I don't understand that this is what he does. You know, yeah. like he, he did this against Pittsburgh last year, like, you know, sending the house and stuff. And it, not only was it a bad call, but it was executed horribly. Um, I think it was, uh, Robbie Fable, one of the Jets X factor guys. He did a film breakdown on that. And he was talking about mm-hmm. how like Neville Hewitt was supposed to, you know, crowd the, like, if you saw the play, car stepped up super like far up in the pocket. Like they, it literally looked yeah. like they were splitting the Nile and we were sending eight yeah. guys. And and there was still no pressure, <laughs>
1: which I thought was crazy. It's just, it's just to me. Look, and and like you said as well, I'm going to talk to you about Greg Williams getting fired for that call after the game. You know, look, I understand that he's done that in the past. I understand that he sends pressure. He's, you know, he's done that with two other teams. But you have to know the moment, and you have to know the roster, and awesome. you have to know yeah. better than to call that play. There, there's just, it's it's inexcusable. You cannot look yeah, at this situation do that and go, "Hey, with like
4: Darrell Revis, like Lamar yeah, Jackson, is not I mean, it's, Revis,
1: man." Like exactly, you cannot put a rookie corner who's undrafted in that position, you know, to have to cover the fastest wide receiver on their football team, one of the fastest guys in the league. You you, like you have to take away, the yeah, you you have to take away the option. Of giving away a game like that, you just have to take it away. Oh, look, sure. look at where we're at right now. Look at our roster. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. We don't have the challenge to be wrong. like, oh yeah, that won't happen. You can't do that. You have to be smarter than that. So look, do I think that Greg Williams should have been fired for it? Uh, you know, honestly, he's been the best coach on the staff for two years. Right? It was a bad call. By far, yeah. But By at far. the end of yeah, but, but at the end of the day, can
4: you really but, yeah. be?
1: Yeah, but can you really be super angry about it? Eh. I mean, he he made one of the worst calls of this year, and also, you know, you start to wonder, and again, with Marcus May coming out and, you know, saying some of the things that he said as well, kind of, you know, calling out Greg Williams for that call, you wonder, hey, you know, could the could the defense really have gone on to trust Greg Williams in his calls, especially after that? It was just a lot of anger and fallout. I mean, you could see it on the players' faces, you know, coming out of that game. So it was just It's just really tough, man. But one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Elias, as well, before we talk about the Seahawks game was, you know, a lot of people aren't talking about the drive before we punted back to the Raiders, uh, you know, for that that game-winning touchdown that they threw. Were you disappointed Um, at the fact that we ran the ball three times? I mean, if we get a first down right there, the game's over, right? Don't you think we should have taken advantage of that moment and did whatever it took to get a first down?
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk in the perspective of if I would want to have won the game just because, yeah, mm-hmm. if it was, you know, an important game, yeah, it's stupid because they know what's coming. It's, you know, typical, predictable Adam Gates stuff. I know the running backs, you know, Johnson, Adams, have been playing well that day. But, you know, at least, you know, they know that's coming. So just, you know, pass the ball, get a yeah. first down. Don't run the ball on third down. Um, you know, run like a little, you know, uh, roll Sam out of the pocket, maybe have him run for a couple of yards, and then boom, you get your first down. So, yeah, that, that definitely could have been addressed better, but yeah, that, like, the thing with people saying like, the media is blowing up, you know, Greg Williams, oh, this is so egregious, he deserved to get fired. Dude, Adam Gase makes, like, 10 calls like that a game, and that's being nice. More like 20.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. And again, everyone, you know, I hear that the audio, there's an issue. This is with Blog Talk. It's it's not with us. There's nothing oh, I can do, bad, so we're right? going to continue, you know. Oh, no, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with you. I just want to, because, I, you know, I see everybody in the chat. Salute to y'all again, you know, for saying, but it's it's block talk. My, it's, they're having issues, but right. we'll
0: continue to, okay.
1: push, to push through it. But, again, thank you, everybody, for, you know, joining and listening and staying in, so we'll continue on with the show. Block talk is tripping as usual. But <laughs> I want <laughs> get, to get, get to this offense. We're going to talk about this upcoming game against the Seahawks. You see Mims is out. Crowder is out. There's so many injuries, especially along our secondary with our two safeties. We only got two safeties now with May and, and Fairley started, man. What are your thoughts about the injury bug biting us, man? What are your thoughts about how we've been hammered defensively at our safety positions when only two healthy safeties now?
4: Yeah, so I think – I don't know if Ashton Davis is out for the whole year, but, yeah, like McDougal, he's gone. He was terrible anyways. I think he like, got a season-ending injury. But, yeah, it, it's definitely tough. Especially, you know, playing against those wide receivers with our corners, they're definitely going to get beat. And having that safety helps very important. But um yeah, could know, May and Matthias Farley, right? Yeah. So um yeah. I know Farley is more of like a special teams guy. I'm not really familiar with him playing safety. I think there's a reason why I'm not because he's not all too good. I know he had a you know towards the end of the game. Yes, uh, last week it was pretty rough on that. It was the mm. play before the touchdown. I saw him get beat pretty bad, but yeah, that it should be tough. You know, you got one of the best wide receiving duos, Lockett Metcalf, with two not great corners. Um, yeah. So it should just, it's definitely going to be tough seeing that.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. What are your thoughts about the matchup as far as with our offense? Do you think we'll be able to run the football effectively against the Seahawks at all?
4: I actually think this offense isn't going to be like unwatchable. Like, Seahawks defense is terrible. Like, especially mm-hmm. like their pass rush isn't good. They, you know, they get a lot of their pressure, you know, blitzing Jamal Adams, stuff like that. Like, they're good at, like, you know, they got Wagner. They got some good guys there, but overall, their defense is, they've improved a bit. But, man, they just lost to, you know, Colt McCoy on the Giants. So, um, you know, no, no shade to the Giants, but it's not, it's a backup quarterback still. So, um, yeah, but expect to have you know a great offensive today because it's Adam Gase. But mm-hmm. I think yeah. you know Jeff potentially isn't going to be you know horrific and isn't going to be unwatchable just because their defense isn't great.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Elias, before I let you go, man, give me your final prediction for the score against the Jets and the Seahawks, man. What is your final prediction for that game?
4: I uh, I'm gonna go forty two fourteen Seattle.
1: Ooh, forty-two, fourteen, Seattle. All right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough, but it is what it is. This team is has had some trouble. Listen, Wyatt, man, it was great to speak with you. Uh, next time I have a show, bro, you got to call in again. We'll definitely talk Jets again. You have a good night, my friend.
4: Yeah, you too, man. Take care.
1: All right. Peace. Whew, Elias calling in with the Heat. We're gonna keep going to the lines. Uh, we're gonna keep calling, uh, keep going to the callers. Uh, you know, again, I apologize everyone for the uh, audio issues. This is directly through Blog Talk. Um, tripping as usual. It is what it is. But we're gonna keep rolling with the callers. I will be coming to the chat to talk to the Savages, though, for sure. Uh, we're definitely gonna cover, you know, this game. We're gonna, you know, definitely hear from you folks as well too. And I, again, I want to thank everybody for all the support for the show. And I also want to thank everybody. Follow support for the uh, Mark B. Lee toy drive as well. Everybody, you know, saluting in the chat. So, salute to y'all. Uh, shout out to Venom G's as well. And, again, Mr. Magic and John, salute to y'all, man. Y'all are the absolute best. So, we're going to get back to these callers here because we've got quite a bit. All right? We've got quite a bit here. I'm coming to 845. 845, I'm coming directly to you. And I want you to give me your thoughts, caller, on the Jets losing to the Raiders. How are you feeling? Are you still reeling from the loss?
5: What's up, what's up, Joe? Man, I was on the live with you that day, seeing the live reaction was priceless. Um, you got me worked, You got me fired up, man. You got me real Thank fired you, up. Thank you, man. Joe out there, man. And I'm one of the guys who <laughs> – well, I'm one of the guys who I was super conflicted, man. I really want to get Trevor in the draft next year. So, I was no. um, not – I wasn't, wasn't totally mad with the loss. But when they started – when they got the lead, I was like, okay – like I'm a Jets fan, so you know those little emotions start, you know, bubbling up and you like let's, let's go let's win it. You know, you're you you yeah. in and then <laughs> yeah. and then the bomb happens at the end and it's like every year there's a Jets storyline where we're just the laughing stock of the league. Last year was a scene ghost, this year it was this losing the you know, the game with a terrible play call by Greg Williams, which I'm not sure what he was thinking. Um so Oof yeah, at the end of it all, I was kind of just stunned. I, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know how to feel. But yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah. I'm going to be honest.
0: Yeah,
1: it was. It was tough. I mean, that that to watch that bomb happen, and such a bad defensive play call, it was mind-blowing. Like you said as well, Greg Williams ends up getting fired after. So, you know, it is what it is there. But when you looked at that game and you watched it, were you surprised that we ran the ball so effectively with our you know our dual back tandem with Johnson and Adams. weren't you excited about just seeing those young guys get the football in their hands and be able to make plays?
5: Absolutely, man. I think that our offensive line is really coming together. Not that obviously, there's a lot of improvement to go, but like I feel like I attribute that running game to more to the offensive line. Not that Josh and um and Johnson did not that they didn't ball out. They did. So it's all supremely impressed with their performance, but um if we can just add a little bit more to the offensive line, we can get a solid running game. And that just was, goes to prove it. That game proves that if you have solid offensive line playing in the run game, you can really make damage. On, like, and we can, you know, go back to our ground and pound style we had back in 2010 where we made it to the playoffs. You know, we almost, you know, made it to yeah. the Bowl. So I, feel, I would hope that we can – honestly, in the offseason, my main focus for Joe Douglas is two things. Got to get the right coach, and you, and I want us to have – the best offensive line in football like if you can give me those two things then i don't care what you what you do you can we we can have sam we can have trevor we can have that's Fields. just give me those two things and i'll be happy
1: let me you know what i you know you 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 talking that talk right now i'm just letting you know you talking that talk right now because we're (laughs) you know we're almost at the same place you know what i'm saying i'm feeling kind of how you're feeling but I'm going to give, you know, we're going to talk about the offseason stuff, but I do believe that our offensive line should be a big priority. Should be one of the biggest priorities, uh, you know what I'm saying, on, you know, for our offseason. We should absolutely be attacking that and trying to find a way to better it at all costs. Um, But, you know, just keeping on with this. So I would
5: hope he knows how to find the right guys, you know. So um, I actually want to ask you a question, are you still sold on Sam? Do you still want to keep him?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So we'll we'll go on the Seattle game right after this question. Here's the deal. I I think that Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. Am I still sold on him? Yeah, somewhat. I, I still am. Um, as everyone knows, I have an off-season plan to trade. You know, my, one of my plans is to trade that that first-round pick and to gain more capital. But one of the things that I have in my plan, it's a, it's, a, it's kind of a built-in fail-safe system so that if we pick up Sam's fifth-year option and we continue to move forward with him and we put the right pieces in front of him this offseason, which we have the capital, to, if we make this trade, right, we'll have the capital to do that as far as draft pick, but we'll also have, a, you know, quite a bit of cap money as well. But I'm not necessarily depending on that as heavily because we also know that players do not want to come and play for the Jets. We know that, Right. That's not like a yeah, surprise yeah, exactly. to anybody. But We've had this issue it on the for, for a while. Go ahead.
5: No, I was just saying it depends on the coach. If we get a coach that's respected, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it depends on the coach. To,
1: yeah, to, to bring guys in here. But so my 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 uh my theory or my thoughts on that is it has a fail safe system. If he does not work out, we'll still have the capital to move up and get a get another guy. But I do believe in Sam Darnold. My problem is. And I think our problem has been is that we failed him so much as an organization. It's insane. I look at the situation that we put him in and I, and I, again, I'm not caping for Donald. I'm just honest about what we've done. We literally did nothing. We, we didn't do enough, right. At all to mm-hmm. ensure that he would be successful here at all. We, we didn't do enough at all. You look at the situation that he had with Mac was our general manager. We had Todd Bowles, who was a bad coach. Jeremy Bates, who wasn't necessarily uh, the greatest offensive mind, you know, to be paired with Jarnold at all. And we never gave him what we needed to give him for him to be able to move forward and push forward within this, within this, uh, you know, organization. He was never set up for yeah. success here, whether it be bad offensive lines, you know, whether it be not enough weapons. I mean, we had no weapons, right? So then you go from that, right? where our offense wasn't great, it was bad under Bates and, and Bowles. There were still questions. And then you turn around and you hand him to the quarterback killer. And I'm not saying that just like to say things. It's the God truth. truth. <laughs> Adam Gaze <Gaines laughs> is a QB killer. He, there's never been a yeah. quarterback outside of Peyton Manning, right? But Peyton Manning didn't even run Adam Gaze's system. And we all know that, right? We all know that Peyton yeah. Manning ran whatever the hell Peyton Manning wanted to run right so there's never been a quarterback that has been successful with adam gaze as a coach at all you know and we've watched Uh not only that but we've watched players leave adam gaze guys that for sure were talked about as being bust guys that we were told were not good enough and you know some of them looked like they didn't even belong in the nfl right at one point but they go other places with other other offensive minds and become wildly successful we saw it with Ryan Tannehill. We saw it with Devontae Parker. We saw it with Kenny uh uh with the um the running back that that that's in uh Arizona right now. We saw it with Kenyon Drake, we saw it with him, we saw it, we've seen it, I Mike Gaseki. I mean the names, Jarvis Landry, the names keep coming. So when I, I look at that it. situation and, and I look at what's going on here, I say to myself, I think we should give Sam another year with another coach, right? That that wants him and wants to help fix him. And again, I don't necessarily. If you get the right coach in here, the right offensive mind, I don't think it's gonna take a lot because we saw flashes before Sam was with Gaze. He looked. I mean, it was like night and day. He looks so much uh-huh. worse now within this offense than he did with Jeremy uh, Jeremy um, Jeremy Bates. He looks like a completely different quarterback. All, so that means that that it's there. It's
5: not all on Gaze. Sam is just. Mm -hmm. he's lost a step you know as far i'm not sure if his confidence is lost and i think that's part of the problem is that i would i would move on from sam only because i i just have a question in my back of my mind i don't feel like this kid is confident enough to lead the team and i feel like trevor has the the leadership capability to like go out there and blow out even when things are hard but But how how do you know that how do you know that though but, how do you know know it, but I don't know it, but I think that Sam will do better at another team, and maybe he'll get a spark in a new scenery. And I and I love the kid, and I really do. I don't want to see mm-hmm. him do bad. But I just like for this organization to take that risk and mm-hmm. sign him on a fifth-year option when there's a generational talent in Trevor Lawrence who, honestly, is a better quarterback than Sam, I don't want to miss out on that. You know, so ideally, no, I, it, look, I want Trevor. but, hey, yeah, I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, look –
1: yeah, look, I hear you, and I, you know, and I, and I call, I tell everybody, you know, and we'll continue these shows throughout the off season. And I hear what you're saying. I understand people talk about Trevor and all these things, but I remember people saying that Sam Darnold was a generational talent too. Do You remember that? Do you remember yeah, when the, like when we drafted he Sam Darnold? Team. Yeah, I, I remember. It. So you know, I just think that there's traits there, and I think a lot of people aren't necessarily looking at the context of what we've done, like how how bad it's been. I mean, the simple fact that we're talking about. And a lot of people talk about this on a weekly basis, that if he went to a team that was competent, that they would turn him around and he'd be fine. Well, my question is, then why can't he stay here and we just become competent?
5: Here's the thing. I think Sam can't, <laughs> you, you get what he, I'm saying? He, 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 needs, he, he needs the pieces around him, correct. He's one of those quarterbacks who's yeah. not going to elevate his team no matter what you give him. Trevor, I believe, is I that dude. I like, I mean, when I see that kid – I think you've no. got to do now, I know we, I know we said generational title with Sam, and it's not panning out. And hopefully yeah. get where you're coming from. But we did not see in Sam what we're seeing in Trevor. In, in, if you take the time to watch him. And Sam even threw – he had a pick problem in, in college even. And he came out like a year or two – I think he came out like a year or two earlier. I mean, he, he you no. know, so like when it comes had, to Trevor, he's yeah. a better quarterback. He's just it.
1: Yeah. Well, no, Sam didn't have a pick problem. He he was a turnover. People call him a turnover machine. I'm a USC guy. He had a fumbling problem. But the problem was it wasn't necessarily a fumbling problem because he was just fumbling all over the place. He had a fumbling problem because our offensive line was trash, <laughs> like literally. Okay. I mean, our offensive line was terrible. That's why they always talked about him <laughs> being able to run around and, and throw the football, you know, with no, you know, no, uh, <laughs> no kind of balance. He could just because we, he was running everywhere because we could not block. But I do, I do understand what you're saying. Um, I do hear, you know, mm-hmm. you know, your point. And again, we'll I mean, talk about I mean, this all offseason. But I just, I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused about this idea that everyone has that basically you can put nothing around a quarterback. And I'm talking nothing because we didn't have anything. So you can put nothing around a quarterback, and he's just supposed to be successful. I'm really but what concerned did you think about with that idea that comes with that. it himself. again. What do you Say think
5: about the game where we had all our, we, we had? Crowder, we had Mims, we had Perriman in that game against. Um, but we had all the pieces, and, and he, he and he shit the bed. You know, like you gotta act like we act like. Watch it watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. No cursing
1: on this show. No cursing on this
5: show. Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. Yeah. We, Jameson Crowder, Mims, Garchard Perriman, they're not scrubs. You know, like, and he had all of them there, yeah. and he did not do well. Oh, Joe Flacco did way better mm-hmm. than he did. So when it comes to his decision making, yeah. well, I, I uh-huh. see problem with the decision making there's people wide open sometimes and he just doesn't see it
1: yeah well i I look at it like this the games that when he came back i think if you look at the play calling as well is completely different than what we saw with joe flacco what we saw with joe flacco was there are logins running an offense that looked completely different than adam gaze's offense right we saw motions we saw all those things sam comes back in the first game the play calling goes right back to adam gaze that's literally what we saw because that was the exact same game where we were talking about what? We were saying that Gaze that took over the
5: to play calling. That was the first game back.
0: I'm so confused. So even are you telling me that play calling I'm doesn't so make a confused. big
1: difference? Huh?
5: No, I'm so confused. I don't even know who's calling the plays now because it's been so confusing. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I just I – just, yeah. like I said, I, I just think it's tough. But I, I want to get back. I want to get back. We're going to definitely talk about that during the offseason. And it, it's great to speak to you about that. But, you know, I want to get back to the Seattle it's game it's really on. quickly. Um, you look at this situation now. We're going up against Seattle, and we have Greg Van Roten, who's looking like he's going to be out as well. He's having a toe injury. Do you think our offensive line will be able to hold up under this pass rush? Because you know that Jamal Adams, they're going to send him early and often, don't oh, you think? Oh,
5: for sure, man. Jamal's probably going to try to ball out. and just you know, uh, It's a statement game for him. Um, yeah, yeah, it could be a long day for our team, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Seattle, I know they talk about the defense being been a little bit lately, but I think they're gonna they're gonna get up for this game because of Jamal. I feel like, mm-hmm. and then um, the, so I just hope our offensive line kids be serviceable. I'm not I don't, I don't expect them to be great, but just be serviceable for this game. See what you can do. But um, yeah, I do see yeah. Seattle taking it maybe 24 to, to 10. I mean, we haven't been mm-hmm. able to get in the end zone, so I'm just going based on our history. Uh, I think that, yeah. But, yeah, so we'll see how it plays out. But I don't see us winning it. It's gonna be a hard day.
1: Yeah. So, what? Just uh just the. Um, so, my 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 qu- next question for you is, could you give us a final score prediction for the Jets game against Seattle? Yeah, twenty-four to
5: ten.
1: Twenty-four to ten. Seattle. Twenty-four to ten. Seattle.
5: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I respect. Hey, listen. I respect that. I respect that. So, my final question for you, though, before I let you go, is I want you to give me your thoughts on coward to the Jets. How are you feeling about that? It's a rumor swirling around. Do you think it's possible and would you be open to it?
5: You know, it's funny. This is a great question. Uh, I was just talking to my brother about this yesterday. And um, I kind of have the same sentiments as you. Like, I was wondering if the game has passed him by because we've seen Gouda mm-hmm. come back. It's not necessarily working out quite yet. Obviously, give it time. Mark McCarthy, I just, he just doesn't know what he's doing over there in Dallas. Um, and Cowher's been, he's like way, he's been golfing for so long. So I just don't mm-hmm. I just know that he's respected. I don't mind having him if we get a decent defensive and offensive coordinator that are you know known to scheme well and they know how the game is played today. If we can get that along with him, then I'm cool because we'll respect the guy and and people are going to fight for him. I think like players will want to you know play for him. But when it comes to yeah. actual scheming, if you can get like my brother was saying, oh, he wants Bill Tower. And he wants Rex Ryan as deep defensive coordinator. I'm like, dude, we're not going to get that. But that would be awesome. But um, <laughs> I, ge- I definitely
0: I –
5: That's a lot, baby. Really <laughs> that is yeah. a
0: lot.
5: That's a lot, for real. I must be paying these guys. But, yeah, like, they're, and they're both coming from TV. They're not leaving that check, from TV, you know. So um, –
0: but uh, he we'll said he want everybody on the head coach. He want everybody
1: on the coaching staff.
5: You know, Bill Marcel, him, guess, let's you know. bring him back too. <laughs> <laughs> word, word. But yeah, I, I, I wouldn't yeah. mind it. He's not my number one candidate, but I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Look, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So listen, I want to thank you for calling in, man. It was phenomenal to speak with you. Have a good night.
5: Absolutely. You too. Happy holidays. Have a good night. Merry Christmas to all you guys. You're
1: doing great. Yeah. Happy holidays to you as well. You have a good one. Oh man. What a caller. That was, that was amazing. Listen, listen, I listen, I, I talk to everybody. You know, I know everybody has different opinions about what we should do with Sam Darnold. If we should get rid of him, if we should keep him again. I'm not, I'm not the Sam caper. All right. I do love him. I do, but I'm also, I'm not a homer. I keep it real. All right. If you're not doing, if you're not doing what you need to do for the Jets, and I think we can get you out of here and be better, I will get your ass out of here. <laughs> I will get you out of here faster than Adam Gaze can call a a dive for Frank Gore on a down. <laughs> I'll get you out of here faster than that. I'll get you out of here faster, all right? Than Adam Gaze can call a horrific offensive drive.
0: That's fast.
1: That's fast. I'll get you out of here faster than we fired uh, Greg Williams after that zero blitz. Oh, that's fast. Oh. That's so fast. That's so fast. Listen. <laughs> also, listen for everyone. Uh, you know, listening to my show, I enjoy every all the new callers and things like that. You folks are phenomenal. Please do not call into my show and curse. All right, I will get you out of here fast. You curse more than once, even if you curse once, if it's a word bad-, bad enough, I will get you out of here. Please do not curse on my show. All right, it's a family show. I enjoy talking to everybody. Enjoy talking football. I love it. Do not curse on my show, please. Uh, so I'm going to get back to these calls in just a second. I'm going to go to the chat. My savages in the chat are going crazy right now. So we're going to go to the chat. Christopher Cantrell in the chat. Salute to you, Christopher. Christopher says, hey, Joe, how you holding up? Hope you're doing well. You sure went off like a nuclear bomb when Mr. Riggs scored a touchdown. You went off. <laughs> you, went off. you went off and you took your rage out on the savages. I hope you're okay now. Yeah, Christopher, salute to you, man. Listen, <laughs> I love the savages, okay? For those of you that are watching or listening on Blog Talk Radio, I also live stream during my show, and uh, my chat is rolling constantly. And so I call my chat the savages. Why? Because they're savage, all right? Nobody is safe out here. Not even me, all right? You say something crazy, you say something they don't like, they're going to get at you. Absolutely. So, you know what I'm saying? I call them savages because they remain savage. That's a saying over here. But yeah, you know, Christopher, I'm all right, you know? It still hurt. I'm not going to lie. It hurt me to watch the team lose in in a fashion like that, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm recovering, especially, you know, we got the Seahawks coming up. We got to pull it together and get ready. So, you know, I did my best to pull it together and I'm trying to, you know, prepare for this game that we got coming up, man. So salute to you though, Christopher. Uh, Cliff Hopkins in the chat. Yo, salute to you, Cliff Hopkins. Cliff Hopkins says, Joe, do you like Usher and let it burn? It's over for Sam in New York. Just let it go. But your plan doesn't sound bad. Yo, salute to you, Cliff. It's good to hear from you, my friend. Good to see you in there, Cliff, known savage. Listen, man, I listen to Usher from time to time. You know what I'm saying? I let it burn. I'm just the guy that keeps it real. You know, I have my takes. I respect everybody. But I think we need to look at things objectively here. We got to look at things factually. You can't blame a quarterback for everything and, you know, not take, you know, accountability for what we've done here. So, It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? That that just kind of is what it is. Daniel Roberts, salute to you as well. It's good to see you in here, folks. But I'm going to get back to these callers, all right? I'm going to get back to these callers. We've got quite a bit of people on the line. Listen, everybody on the line, be patient, okay? I will get to you tonight. I will absolutely get to you tonight. Please just be patient. So we're going to get to my guy, man. My guy, Steve, all right? My guy, Steve, is on the line right now. Steve, good to hear from you, my friend. I want you to talk to us about what your thoughts were watching us call that zero blitz and give up that big bomb against the Raiders for a game-scoring touchdown for them.
6: Well, first of all, Joe, it's great to hear from you again. No, listen, it was just I was watching the game on Sunday with my dad and my younger brother. We were watching towards the end of the game. And when, when that play happened, here was the thing. My dad felt so heartbroken for me when that when that when that call happened on Sunday, but the thing was in a way, I wasn't as disappointed as as I would be in the past, but the because the thing is, as a passionate jets fan, I am, I'm honestly kind of used to it by now when mm. when the Jets have kind of blown those games before, but listen, let's Ooh. get back to like some of the things first from this game on Sunday, so you know. I'll tell you about some of the positives of the game and the negatives of the game. The positive was of the game, I actually thought Sam played pretty decent in the game. I mean, the second quarter, he didn't look that good. He didn't look that good. I thought Jamison Crowder had a phenomenal game. I thought it was his best game uh, as a member of the Jets. I also Mm -hmm. thought that, for once, for the first time ever, the Jets rushing offense under Adam Gaze was actually very successful. And, I mean, listen, I got to be honest, I'd rather have Ty Johnson and Josh Adams run the ball instead of Frank Gore. Listen, I understand Frank Gore got a concussion, and I hope he does recover very, very well from it. But the thing is, though, I got to be honest, I think the Jets' offense ran so much better with the ball with Ty Johnson and Josh Adams on Sunday against the Raiders. So that was another positive on the defensive side of the ball. I thought Marcus may, I'll tell you one thing right now. If there is anyone on that Jets defense, anyone that deserves a contract extension, it's Marcus may to me. He is the player in the off season that deserves a contract extension. I thought he played absolutely tremendous in that game. Um, but, I mean, and and the defense at times, you know, I and Quentin Williams, he had another great game as well. But now we have to get to some of the bad things that happened. You know, Sam had a couple of those turnovers in the second quarter. They were boo-boos, unfortunately. But but luckily the Raiders only ended up scoring 10 of 10 of those three turnovers on points. But then Matai Beckton, he did struggle at times on Sunday against against the Raiders. Yes, he did. To me, that yep. was, was Makai's worst game of his rookie season. But you know what? Listen, it's okay. Makai is going to have one of those games when he doesn't look good. The other thing that yep. was a negative about the game was that Denzel Mims was not getting the ball enough. I mean, Mims yep. has to get the ball. Like, he's got to get the ball. I mean, listen, I was happy he got the two-point conversion play. But he's got to do more. Um, And then, unfortunately, the biggest negative about the game was our secondary. Besides Marcus May, the secondary was awful. And, and, I mean, bless off. I mean, mean, excuse me. Listen, you can't blame Lamar Jackson. You can't blame Lamar Jackson on that play when that Hail Mary touchdown pass. Listen, the kid is an undrafted rookie. You can't blame the kid for that. You can't it was all on yeah greg
1: i mean he, you and know the
6: final thing joe hang on joe before you say anything the final thing i'm just going to say this no matter what happened joe greg williams he did deserve to be fired after after um what happened on that play uh, and honestly yeah. he is the reason why we lost the game but hey let's yeah well Jets you know, know i
1: mean it, game, wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good call by him Monday, i you know i look at the situation and i say to myself it was not a good call um you know, by him. He should not have made that call, but you brought up a lot of great points, Steve. Uh, you know, you look at the situation with the defense, like you said as well, Quentin Williams had, you know, quite a day. I think he, I thought he played very well. Um, I thought our secondary was getting kind of cooked at times, especially when you look at what they were doing with Darren Waller. That guy was everywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah,
6: no, Darren, I mean, it, it was Darren insane. Waller like, that, was the that guy, best player he had on the 200
1: offense. yards on the day. I think he had like 200 yards on the day. It felt like he had 500. I mean, it was it was insane. <laughs> like he was just catching the football and running it in. He had two TDs. But you know, I look at the situation like that last call, that final call by Greg Williams. That zero blitz. That that just that just lacked awareness to me. I just don't understand how you I, I, do that. And like you said I, as well, he was fired after the game too.
6: Yeah. And you know something, Joe? I know a lot of fans mm. usually blame Adam Gaze after a game. But here's the thing. For the first time, Joe, I couldn't blame Adam Gaze for that, for that loss on Sunday. That loss on Sunday yeah, I mean, was, on, was on Greg Williams. And, and I'll yeah, tell you one yeah. thing. I remember during the week when Adam Gaze was still talking yeah. about that game. And I even remember his mm. post-game conference, co- co- conference after the game. This was the first time. I ever saw Adam Gates ever really get that pissed off after a game. He actually sounded really angrily for the very first time, first time yeah, after the yeah. game. I mean, hey, listen, yeah, I listen, mean, Adam Gates, you're still a bad coach, no matter what you could be pissed off or anything. You're still a bad coach.
1: That's understandable, Steve. Well, listen, Steve, now I want to talk to you about this Seattle game. You know, you did a great job. You talked about this Raiders game. I want to talk to you about this Seattle game that we got coming up. You look at this situation, and Seattle's got a hell of a wide receiving core, you know, with DK and all the other guys they have, even Russell Wilson out there moving around. What do you? How do you think we get to Russell Wilson and kind of slow down this this Seahawks offense? Do you think that we'll be able to get some pass rush on him? And if so, how do you do you think we'll dial up a bunch of blitzes? Do you think we'll be able maybe Quinn be able to push the pocket and get a couple sacks? How are we going to slow down Russell Wilson, especially you know stop him from using his mobility the way that he does as well to move the chains?
6: Yeah, no, you definitely brought up a good point with this game. So here is my thought about this game against Seattle. So we're talking about Seattle's offense. Okay. Listen. Yeah. I got to tell you something right now. If it wasn't for Russell Wilson, that Seahawks team would be absolutely nowhere if they never had Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson yeah. has never missed a game in in his entire career. And I mean, Russell Wilson, let me tell you something. Now, the thing is about the offense. He has a great wide receiving core in DK Met and Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I'm having a grudge, unfortunately, on Sunday because I, I do have Metcalf on my fantasy team. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but hey, listen, listen, Joe, Joe, I'm sorry, Joe. But, I mean, but the thing is, though, about what's tough about DK Metcalf is,
0: <laughs>
6: what's tough about DK Metcalf is, he's big. Like, like he is ginormous, and, and he's yeah. very, very physical. And, I mean, I don't know yeah. which corner is going to be on him, but that corner I, I, I'm worried is going to have a tough day. And the thing is with Tyler Lockett is, is that Lockett is not big. He's tiny, but he's fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tyler Lockett yeah. is a very fast receiver. And, and now the thing is they also have a good tight end crew in Will Disley, and Greg Olson, so that's another thing you gotta yep. watch out. The Seahawks running game is okay. It's not the best, but it's okay. I mean Chris Carson can definitely catch passes outside outside the pocket as well. but absolutely
1: the out the back to you. that
6: the, the biggest thing Joe of Seattle's offense that is not good is their offensive line. their offensive mm-hmm. line. Is not very good. I mean, there have been at times in games, not compared to this year, but it's the last couple of years for Russell Wilson, there are at times where Russell Wilson has to run away from the offensive line because he knows the defense is pressuring. But the one thing that makes Russell Wilson very dangerous is is that he can get outside the pocket. Like that is yeah. the most dangerous thing about Russell Wilson. So. It's gonna be yeah. some factors we got. To, it's gonna be some factors. I mean, it's gonna be a tough game for the defense, but hopefully, you know, the defense comes up with a plan and to see if they can stop Seattle's offense. But now, now yeah. we got. I want to
1: hold Seattle's on, hold on, Steve, hold on a second, Steve, before you go over there, before you go, you know, because we're gonna talk about the offense for the Jets as well. You brought up a lot of great points, and I think that there, you know, there's a lot of things to talk about, especially when you you said, you know. Russell Wilson and his ability to move, we got to slow him down and stop him from, you know, moving those chains with his feet because, like you said, once he gets out the pocket, he becomes super deadly. And DK Metcalf, it's going to be a tough cover for him as well, even though we know we got Bless Austin coming back, which will send Lamar Jackson to that bench. Um, You know, with Bless Austin coming back, we're going to have to find a way defensively to slow him down. We cannot let DK take over this football game. And I know you got him on your your fantasy team. You laugh, but I know you're going to start him, Steve. I know you're going to start him. You, ain't got to, you laughed about it, but you're going to press that start button. He's going to be in your starting lineup, and there's a reason for that, because he's going to be able to take advantage of some things, especially when we only have two safeties, you know, on the roster right now, healthy, uh, Marcus May and Fairley. There's, there's going to be a lot of issues. So, you know, how we call, how we make the calls defensively to figure out the Seattle offense, how we, you know, slow them down. And Seattle's running game is very solid, too. You, you spoke on that a little bit about it as well. Uh, Carson, that guy, he's a grinder. He's a guy that can, you know, really put things together for real. Like he can catch the football coming out the backfield, but also if he gets in those holes and once he breaks out, dude, he's physical. I mean, he will run over, you know, a corner. He will run over, you know, these guys that are trying to bring him down. He, you know, he can get down and really dip on people. So you got to be very careful when you deal with him as well. But I want to go to the offensive side of the ball with you, Steve, because you're having a phenomenal call. You're spitting fire. You're getting a lot of takes when you look at us right now. We're hurting, you know, along our offense. We have injuries. We know Mims is not going to play. He's dealing with an issue outside of football, so he's not going to be there against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Also, it's looking like Crowder is not going to play either. He's dealing with a calf injury. What are your thoughts about how our wide receiver core is looking right now going into this football game?
6: Yeah, no, and the first thing is first, you know, when Jet fans, there were some Jet fans over the week that said on Twitter, you know, oh, that's great that Denzel Mims isn't playing because now the tank can continue to go on. Listen, Denzel Mims had a family issue. No one should not comment about Denzel Mims like that. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing yeah. is that that could really hurt Is is that Yes, not having Jamison Crowder could really hurt us for Sunday's game. I mean, we're I mean yep. he is a game time decision. We'll see what happens if game time goes along. But I mean, the thing is it's definitely going to be tough for the offense on Sunday, especially with the fact that we don't have if we're not gonna have these players and especially with Greg Van Roten missing. But I gotta tell you yeah. something. When Greg Van Roten did go out, did leave the game on Sunday. I actually thought the offensive line played so much better without him. I think they played yeah. a lot better without him in, in, at, when, yeah. when he left the game on Sunday against the Raiders. But the only thing is what I'm a little bit worried about for our offense is that Frank Gore is going to get more reps if, if Gore is going to play. i, I got to be perfectly yeah, I honest.
0: Believe.
6: I would not mind if Frank Gore would sit on the bench for a game. I really yeah, I, no, I, I don't mind. Yeah, I, I, it's just it's nothing. Hang on, Joe. Yeah, he's, it's nothing. I he's don't not have I doubt Frank it. I mm-hmm. don't have anything against him. But the thing is, we gotta build on the future. But now, now we gotta talk about this Seattle defense. Now, let me just tell you something. Seattle's defense, despite the fact that they only gave up 17 points last week against the Giants, but throughout the whole entire season, their defense has been absolute. Garbage This year like there's like when Jamal Adams went to Seattle, when we made that trade, everybody all thought the Seahawks defense was going to be legit. But but honestly, it's not their defense literally gives up at least 21 to 40 points a game like and and I got to tell you something. Jamal Adams definitely spoke a lot today um, about like the upcoming game Sunday. I mean, I I got I got to tell you something. I just think Jamal Adams is just being way too talkative about the game. I mean, he did say a lot. Well, he's always been like that, Steve.
1: He's always been like that, though, Steve. He he talks a lot. That's his thing. Like, he's always been extremely talkative. I'm not surprised that he had so much to say. I mean, look how he got out of here. He got out of here talking a whole bunch. I mean, he did, a, he did an interview with Manish at, at that point and really put out a lot of the Jets' business within the locker room. So I'm not surprised that, Adam, or that uh, Jamal Adams is talking quite a bit. That's just kind of what he does. But when you look at the situation Yo, well, Joe, here, you know, we, you this, we've got to Joe. put it together because this defense is definitely going to attack us. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, but, Joe, here, here is the thing, though. Let me ask you this. Are you worried about mm-hmm. in this game on Sunday that Jamal Adams could, could, could definitely make an impact? I mean, hey, listen, you were one oh. of the people – that was so happy and excited when, when we yeah. played that trade back in July. Yeah. You, you were yes, one of those people. But, mm-hmm. but here's the thing, though, because if you remember though, what no matter what happens at the end of the season with Seattle, no matter what mm-hmm. happens, Seattle is now going to want to deal with the fact that earlier in the week, Pete Carroll said in an interview earlier in the week that he wants to keep Jamal Adams long-term. And I was like, Okay, Pete Carroll, you may want to act what you're wishing for because Jamal Adams is looking to looking like to get a guy who wants 20 million per year. Yeah,
1: I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them going forward. That's kind of on them to you know get him re-signed, but play him, and we got to figure out how to get him blocked because again, we know that we're gonna he's gonna send you know Jamal Adams you know probably early and often, but. Uh, my final question for you, Steve, before I ask you about the the, the um, your score prediction is: What are your thoughts on the rumors about Bill Cower, You know, thinking about uh, possibly coming and becoming the Jets' next head coach. How do you feel about that? And he, is he a guy that you
0: want?
6: Here is the thing about this: Listen, Bill Cower, Nothing against the guy. He's a Hall of Fame mm-hmm. coach. He's. But the thing is, though. I don't know if his coaching is gonna really fit into today's into the NFL today uh, the thing mm-hmm. is like I would just feel more comfortable right now getting a coach that's still in his prime that's not retired honestly like listen we so you don't about want to
1: have anything coaching. to do with Bill Cower. is that what you're saying
6: yeah to really be honest I, I would have to say no to him okay. i i think he i would just to me, it's a no for me. Like, I would rather have some of the other candidates. Listen, the first thing we got to do as soon as when the season is over is if Adam Gaze is going to get fired or not, which he should.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Look, Steve, I hear you. I hear you. Steve bringing the fire. He says no to Cower. I respect that. I respect that. So, Steve, give me your final score prediction for the uh, Jets game against Seattle.
6: Well, I, well, now here is my score prediction for this game. Here is the thing. There is no way Seattle is going to lose two games in a row. There's no way that is going to happen because after from what happened with them last Sunday at home to the Giants, because the Seahawks are coming off of their worst game of the season, if I had to make a score prediction for this game, I'm going to have to say Seattle wins the game by the final score of 30-17. to 17. I, I, I just think... The Jets will remain winless, and I, I just think the, the game is going to be too much for the for the Jets. I, I really don't see them having a chance this Sunday. All right.
1: Listen, and I respect that, Steve. It is what it is. Listen, Steve, it was great to speak to you. I'm going to get back to the rest of these callers, man. You have a good night. You're phenomenal, man. It was good to talk to you.
6: Thank, Thank you, Joe. Good night. Bye-bye.
1: All right. Listen, Steve calling in, all right? Steve is calling in. And he's speaking his takes. He's speaking his takes. He took Seattle, which is understandable. This situation with this football team is tough. But man, <laughs> he said he doesn't want he said he doesn't want cower either. It's one of the first fans I've heard say that. You know what I'm saying? It's one of the first fans that I heard say it. I respect it though. I understand a lot of concerns that some may have about cower, you know, at this point. You know, is he has the game passed him by? Can he get the right coordinators? Can he relate to players? You know, where is he at within that? I I respect some fans' takes. I really do. Um, So we're going to keep going to these callers, Listen, to everybody, again, I apologize for the audio issues. This is directly through Blog Talk. Blog Talk is the issue. (laughs) Jeez Louise, man. Woo! (laughs) Blog Talk, you're killing me. You're absolutely killing me. But uh, we're going to keep the show rolling. When I get back to the callers, 347, I'm coming directly to you. I'm going to get to the chat really quickly. Salute to all the savages in the chat. I'm going directly to the chat. Uh, You know, Omar in the chat, salute to you, Omar. Omar says this, this loss is also on Gaze. He's the head coach. If he disliked the call, he should have called a timeout and changed it. Hey, I respect that. I respect that. I do hear that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have said that as well, that he should have changed that call. He even came out himself and said that he wished that he would have changed that call. So I hear you. You know, but we also know, you know, Gaze in the past has also said that he doesn't you know, want to have anything to do with the defense and he hasn't had anything to do with defenses. He's been here. You know what I'm saying? But if you hear that call going in zero blitz with what we have out there, if you're that coach, you got to make that stop. But I also blame him again for the, you know, the drive before uh, we punted because three runs into a cloud of dust and you give the ball back to the Raiders when we could have stopped it and shut it down. I think that's tough, man. I think that's a tough call and that's not a call you should be making. Angel reading the chat says Joe gets on gaze every week. I absolutely do. Salute to you, Angel. Thank you for noticing. He's a fraud. <laughs> He's a fraud. You know what I'm saying? I sure do. Dark Demonic in the chat. Yo, salute to you, Dark. Dark says, Joe, are you paid by the fam- are you? Dark says, Joe, are you paid by the Johnson family, bro?
0: You're smoking crack.
1: Stop. You must be. You must be, Dark. No. I'm not paid by the Johnson family. I ripped them every single chance that I get. Every chance that I get, I rip the Johnsons because they're horrific owners. They have no business owning this football team. And, you know, a lot of people try to get on me because I don't want to, you know, cheer for the Jets to lose every single week. Listen, I understand the situation we're in. I understand some people are with the tank and everything, and that's great. I respect it, all right? And I understand that we're not going to win every game. But I don't want to see my football team go 0-16. I don't want to see us lose every single week I don't. I just don't. I don't see us. want to see us lose every week. I'm going to cheer for my team. And, you know, I'm hoping to see what happens. But I'm not – I just don't want to cheer for losses. That's not what I want to do. Uh, Luca in the chat, yo, salute to you, Luca. Uh, Luca says, uh, so you think the Jets – do you think the Jets should pick up Fournette on a one- or two-year deal for next year? Uh, that's an interesting, interesting thought. I don't know. I mean, there's other running back options out there, particularly in the draft as well. If we have the capital, I'd like to see us go with a younger running back, which you can find those guys in the third, fourth round or something like that. But if you wanted to bring in a veteran back like Fournette on a really cheap deal that will work for us, I wouldn't necessarily be against it. But I'd rather have us go younger, particularly, uh, again, getting those guys out of the draft. I think that's big for us. So. With that said, uh, salute to everybody in chat, Leon, everybody. Leon also says, uh, you got to bring the firefighters on because Steve is spitting fire. Listen, you know, Leon, I respect you. Steve is, you know, he calls in and he, he spits his takes. I mean, Steve brings it. He absolutely brings it. So uh, I'm going to get back to these callers. 347, I'm coming directly to you. I want you to give me your takes on this Jets loss to the Raiders. And are you still reeling off that emotional loss?
3: Long Beach Joe, hello, long time no talk. This
1: hey is Tom man, what's home. going on with you? How are you, How are you
3: doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good <laughs> Last go. time I you. We had a great conversation, man. I always look forward to it. And I, you know what just made my day? Listening to Steve. I've been following Steve on your shows for about three years. This guy is. This guy okay. is. He's amazing. He's good. I mean, I really appreciate <laughs> everything he has to say. I mean, I never knew why he ever ever put up with that other guy, Ty, busting on him, man, but but that's all over now, and it's time, you know, every day's a new day, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, look, look, yeah, and again, I want to thank you for calling in, you know what I'm saying? Steve spits his takes, man. He spits his takes, and I respect him. But listen, I want to hear your thoughts, my friend. I want to get your thoughts. On the Jets losing to the Raiders, man, are you still reeling from this loss? How did you feel watching us call that zero blitz and watching Ruggs go in for an easy touchdown after beating Lamar Jackson?
3: That's pretty funny because this is one of the things I wanted to talk about to you when mm-hmm. I heard and I, when I got a chance. I was so lucky. I, did, I just got home. I give you a quick call and, I, and the, the show's still on. I was I was thrilled. I want to start by saying. Prior to the game even took place, I was following Long Beach Joe, and Long Beach Joe was, mm. was even split straight out there. He says, "Guys, you have to watch out for Henry Ruggs. I mean, it's going to yeah. be tough, <laughs> the toughest guy to cover. Henry Ruggs, is going to. His guy is is the one that's going to take the game. And you called it, man. You like you had a crystal ball, you know." <laughs> <laughs> And you can't. I, I mean, mean, yeah. But you, go ahead.
1: Yeah, you know it, you, it, it, it. It was it was tough. Go ahead, go ahead.
3: No, no. You talked about Henry Ruggs all last year. You I, yeah, every I conversation Ruggs was in it, and you were like, this guy, yeah. this guy. Everybody, everybody's talking about all you know all, all the other speeches out there. There's a, there a you know a yeah. lot of great wide receivers. You know, CJ, yeah, Lamb. Yeah, but anyway, regardless of yeah. that. I want to tell you what took place in Casa de Homosa Beach, Tommy. Let me tell you what took place. I'm watching this game, and it's great, and it's great, and the Jets are coming back. I couldn't believe it. I'm sitting there, and I just can't move off the couch, and I'm moving, and I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. I can't move. But finally, finally, nature calls. So I, I turned the volume up. I go to the restroom and I'm listening. I'm listening to the play. I mean, we have the lead. We're about to win this game. I'm listening and I'm listening and I hear and I hear the the freaking bomb for the touchdown. While I, um, you know, I'm draining it and I'm like, Jesus, what the hell? You know what? I came came running out and I, I just couldn't believe what just took place, man. I couldn't tell you, I couldn't believe it. But yeah, on the same token, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't totally. Totally annoyed with it, because I had, I had, you know, personally, based on your recommendation, I had Henry Ruggs on my on my fantasy team, <laughs> and he won the game for me. I respect that. I
1: respect that. I respect that. Uh-uh, I, respect no, I, I, <laughs> I mean, Steve's got DK Metcalf. I expect him to start him, but, I you know, I hear you. I hear you. So he got you quite a bit of points in that football game <laughs> off that bomb. It was tough, man. It was tough to watch. I was live. I was streaming. You know what I'm saying? So, me and the savages was going back and forth yeah. to watch that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, mm-hmm. was, it was absolutely crazy. But I want to talk to you about the Seattle Seahawks game as well, man, everything that we got Wait, going on into this situation. And, and you look at the situation with Mims. He's out. Crowder, uh, he's going to be – it looks like he's probably not going to play in this football game. What are your thoughts about our wide receiver core going into – uh, you know, what I'm saying well, you and every uh, going into this football game. Do you think that we'll be able to kind of patch it up with Berrios and, and Perryman and those guys being able to come out there?
3: Well, since so they they chucked Hogan, right? Hogan's gone.
1: Yeah, Hogan's gone. We we released yeah. him. Yeah, yeah,
3: and and we even spoke about him last time I called in a couple of weeks ago. But I, I, I had high hopes for him. However, I feel I really feel sorry for Perryman. Because they're gonna have him triple covered, man. is gonna be everybody. everybody else is on zone yeah. on. The rest of the guys. Perryman's gonna have. They're gonna have three guys on him. I mean. Yeah. I really. But but the thing is, at this point, I want to see good play from the Jets. I don't want to see a win. I don't. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm the diehard. I'm diehard. But I, I, you oh. know, I came to believe that we get. We, we're gonna have to. These are unnecessary games uh, but like last week last week was a win. We watched those two yeah. wide, two rec- two running backs, two running backs run up, run through and we and we won the game, and then uh, i mean i don't want I don't want to shy away from the, the, you know the seahawk game talk, but yeah. at the end of the at the end of the day they had they had to pick a herb, and the herb was great, you know they picked a the herb, you know why. <laughs>
1: They did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, it, it. I mean, it is what it is. Like he, he, you know, do I think he should have been fired for it? I mean, it's it's sort of legitimate, but at the same time, he's been the best coach on the staff for two years. He made one bad call, you know, one really. I uh, mean, it was egregiously bad. One egregiously bad call, but you know, when you got Adam Gaze and Daryl Loggins, especially when Adam Gaze is coming out saying I'm the one that fired him, it's like what? <laughs> it's like, dude, you're the worst coach in the league. Like. <laughs> Uh, but it is what it is you know say it is what it is I want to ask you another question well, about this other Seahawks game though man you look at this situation with us defensively too we're dealing with some injuries as well may and Fairley being our only two healthy safeties what are your thoughts about that and how do you think we'll be able to handle that Seattle wide receiver because DK Metcalf is a monster man he is a real monster he's going to be coming at us full speed
3: it's, I mean, we're not. It's, it's going to be. It's going to be embarrassing. The game's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, there, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing we could do. The only way we yeah. could have done anything if we had Greg Williams to come up with with, with some type of master plan, maybe. Yeah. But there is no way. I mean, it's, it's. You know, it's. It's a very. It was a very bad decision to get rid of Greg Williams. It was a very bad decision. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he. I, they, they should have got rid of Gates. And uh, Gates had Gase called the play too. The play went through Gates. Gates gets to mm. say he gets to say what the play ultimately is going to be. And yeah. Reg Williams might have, you know, rather, you know, might have threw it out there as an option to, for the play. Yeah. And he and Gates can always he hears it in his, you know, in his earpiece, and he can always just, even if he like like they talked about before, he called the timeout just to discuss it. Say, listen, what's yeah. going on? I mean, you know, let's discuss yeah. this. I mean, if anything, he was Gates was one hundred percent on board. He freaking, he, he you know, he's right there with, with, you know, he's right there with Greg Williams on, on that call. And he's, he's should fire himself. If he, I don't even know, he had, the, they had the power to fire Greg Williams. I don't, you know, yeah. I, it was. I don't even think. It was, I don't even think it was Adam Gates's decision. He just took the credit yeah. for it. You know, it wasn't yeah. his I, decision. He, you know, he, he just. I so mean,
1: flexing. it's crazy yeah it's crazy. Hey, is this is
3: hey, my last question hey, before I let you
1: go. but what oh, are your sorry, thoughts sorry. about the rumors flying around about Bill Cower being interested in this uh in becoming the jets next head coach? do, we, do is that a guy that you want? Or would you be excited about the jets bringing him in?
3: well if if the other options was trying to promote somebody from underneath from the lower league um lo, uh, lower league titles, which
4: which mm-hmm.
3: we have a uh, you know a, a History lately Of just trying to You know Trying to Get lucky With one of those And that's not happening We need somebody yeah. A proven person We need somebody Somebody that's Been in there Done that And and I, I wouldn't mind it. I, I wouldn't mind anything Because this We need to change yeah. We need everything We have to change everything But Yeah I mean The only way to, The only way to, For this to be successfully Turned around is we got to keep on losing by three points and enjoy <laughs> enjoy what we see uh, enjoy those games I mean <laughs> I now mean, there's a lot of highlights look for the highlights in those games that's it that's what I want to see. I don't want to see wins i was I, I was like, no, why are we going to win this game I'm, i was I, yeah. I was not happy about it. I was about to win this game.' I'm like, why for what? a meaningless <laughs> game we get nothing for. I mean, I'm I'm i used to all my friends calling me and texting me throughout the game. I got I got like 20 texts throughout the game. They call me right afterwards, throwing it in my face. And I'd be I'd be more upset if we won that game, you know. Any yeah. game actually at this yeah. point, it comes to a point in the yeah. in you know in the season, is why win, you know. Especially yeah. even if even if say say we didn't take we didn't take the, the quarterback, you know the Trev Trevor. Mm-hmm. We didn't take him. We have we have buying power. You know what we can get for that pick. We can we can get a freaking all pro game. You know all pro roster for that pick. I mean the yeah. the, the power that power we possess with that the number one pick is, you know it, it's it, you know it's very exciting and um and that's what we need to look forward to because Jets fans look forward to the off season. We're, that's what we that's what we do now. We don't even I mean yes. especially if we have no even... shot of even being. A, this, this, yeah,
1: sadly, sadly, you're completely correct. mean you look at this situation here, for the last couple of years, the most exciting uh, part of the season has been the offseason. <laughs> trying to put the team together every, and trying to figure every, out what we need every, to do to best, better this football yeah, team has been, you know, the yeah, most exciting I part agree. of everything because our seasons have been over pretty early. But I got to get back to the rest of these calls, man. It was great to That's speak a, to I you, my you, guy, live from Hermosa Beach. Yeah, listen, listen. Before I let you go,
3: though, I, I, give me
1: your final score prediction for this Jets game versus Seattle.
3: Uh, come on, come on. I would be happy with forty-three to twenty-one. I would be happy, but Ooh. you know, we know that's not going to happen. <laughs> We're not scoring <laughs> three touchdowns. Nah, it's not happening. But it's always a pleasure to hear your voice, man. You know, you, you're really, you know, you really made my day. All right, UNC. Yeah, well, I love absolutely. to absolutely. One day as well. All right, guys. Absolutely. All, Thank all you so much, man, here. for calling Shout in. You have a good night. Shout out to all the Long Beach Joe fans. Cheers. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. You have right. a good one.
3: All right, Pat. All right.
1: Oh, man, what a caller. Caller, caller, he's had a lot of great takes. That's the guy from Amosa Beach. That's Amosa Beach Tommy right there. He knows what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? A salute to him. You know what I'm saying? It was great to speak to him this week. A lot of people have a lot of different takes, especially about cower and all these things, man. There's some fans, especially like Steve says, hey, I don't want Cower. There's other fans that are excited about him. There's other fans that, you know, really don't care, that would rather, you know, either, you know, look somewhere else or, hey, if he comes here, fine. If he doesn't, fine, too, you know. There's a lot to talk about there, you know. And, again, I want to thank everybody for listening. We're going to keep hitting the line. I got callers left. And, again, I apologize, everyone, for the popping noise, the audio issues. This is blog talk, okay. It's not me. It is blog talk as usual. Tripping, bro. (laughs) Stay tripping. I'm going to hit this chat really quickly. Junio, Rudy, yo, salute to you, Junio. Junio, Rudy says, uh, (laughs) blog talk, get your stuff together. Listen, (laughs) the people, the savages, they get on blog talk too. (laughs) Savages, you know what I'm saying? Rudy, you speaking the truth, man, blog talk, you got to get it together. You got to get it together. Bayo in the chat, yo, salute to you, Bayo. Bayo says, uh, uh, Joe, uh, who's going to be the Jets defensive coordinator? Uh, The interim defensive coordinator right now is going to be Frank Bush. That's the guy that's going to be calling the plays. So, We'll see what he does, you know, going forward, but that's the guy that's going to step in for Greg Williams. Portway, yo, salute to you, Portway. Portway says, uh, what do you think Frank Bush's defense is going to look like, aggressive or conservative? I would think that his defense is probably going to be somewhat like Greg Williams, so he's going to blitz and be conservative. But if we're ahead, (laughs) if we're ahead with 35 seconds left, he's probably not going to call a zero blitz. (laughs) I'm just going to say that. He's probably not going to call a zero blitz. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But I would guess that, you know, it's going to be kind of a balance and a mix. Because, you know, he's been here. He knows what he's doing. Um, he's a guy that has experience here, especially with the personnel that we currently have. You know what I'm saying? So, we'll see how it goes and, you know, how we go forward with him. And, you know, he again, he's worked with our inside linebackers as well, um, you know, quite a bit. So, we'll see what it goes forward looking like. But I'm guessing it'll probably be a little bit more aggressive, probably tuned up on the blitzes. they probably make adjustments as well, too, for some of the schemes we're going to have going forward, but, uh, you know, he won't call a zero blitz with 35 seconds left. I'll tell you that, but (laughs) I want to get to the next caller. Salute to everybody in the chat. Salute to all the savages. Again, I want to apologize to everyone for the popping noise, the audio issues. It is not me. It is blog talk. All right. This is blog talk doing blog talk. You jacking things up. So I'm going to get to the next caller, caller, calling in nine, seven, three. I want you to give me your thoughts on the jets losing to the Raiders How did you feel watching that zero blitzkin called and Henry Ruggs with the easy walk in TD? Jets lose.
0: No, is he any humiliated? Surprised? No, I knew that something was going to be up. You know, the Jets are going to finally blow it anyway. So was I surprised by the end result? Nah, but very disgruntled nonetheless. Very disgruntled.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It was tough to watch. I mean, it was tough to watch. And yeah, Greg Williams, like you said, subsequently got fired as well. Uh, you know, for that yeah. call, that zero blitz, that was completely disgusting. But going on to the Seahawks oh, yeah. game, man, you look at the situation with the Seahawks. We're coming in here, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of issues. We have injuries along the offensive line with Greg Van Roten. He's mm-hmm. going to be out. He's dealing with a toe injury. We also have injuries at our wide receiver position. Mims is hurt. Our Mims is out, excuse me, with a with a family issue. Crowder is hurt. He's dealing with a with a a calf mm-hmm. injury. There, he's probably not going to play. So we're looking at. Perryman, Barrios. We're probably going to see a lot of Josh Smith as well. How concerned are you about the offense going into this game against the Seattle Seahawks, and are you concerned that Sam is also going to be getting rushed and pressured quite a bit? Maybe some breakdowns along the offensive line with Ben Rose.
0: He will be be rushing. No doubt about it. Sam will be rushing and pressured, and you know, I mean, what's going to be left of him, because, you know, I don't think he's going to be back next season, so you know, he hasn't he hasn't really done anything in the time he's been here, and you know mm-hmm. I think it's time that uh, we do make do make a switch. You know I got nothing against I got nothing against Sam personally, but he's not our guy.
1: Okay. okay. I, mean, I
0: thought I thought I our offense that. was you know was was good, but you know because our defense is pathetic, but our offense <laughs> is becoming you uh, know becoming now a, a dumpster fire as well. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, our offense has always been a dumpster fire. We were ranked 32nd last year, and we're probably going to be ranked 32nd again this year. But, you know, I hear hear you. And I, I respect you, and I respect your takes. But, you know, especially going forward, one of the positive things that we saw from our offense, you know, even going back to that Raiders game, was we saw the running game become, you know what I'm saying, part of a, a really solid part of the offense, especially with the, the addition or the, the usage, the correct uses of our two young backs and uh, Ty Johnson and Josh Adams. Do you think we'll be able to run the football against Seattle at all with that same two back tandem and see any no. success?
0: No, I mean there's no way yeah. that the Giants that the uh <laughs> Seahawks are gonna lose the two New York teams two weeks back to back. No way, no how. Yeah. Wow, so I'm really sorry to when say. You look but at us, I don't think the Giants deserve a prayer.
1: Yeah. So when you look at us defensively, though, only two safeties. You know. Also, you know, we we got Bless Austin coming back, so that's putting Lamar Jackson back on the bench. Bless Austin coming back from an injury. How do you think we handle DK Metcalf and this this Seattle wide receiver core? Because they're tough, man. They've got some guys that can get yeah. after. It. How do you think we handle that?
0: Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a, that's gonna be miserable. I mean that line. Yeah. That line is too strong, and we just don't measure up.
1: Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts about us being able to uh, get after Russell Wilson, man? Because he's mobile. I mean, super mobile. This guy can use his wheels to really get yeah. outside you're gonna, you're and make it a long do, day for do. us.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, unless you hit him with a bulldozer, I mean, I don't think you're gonna stop. Hey <laughs> right, man, you, you bringing it? A... Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: That's the truth, though. You know, it's, it's tough. I'm hoping to see Quentin Williams really push the pocket and get after it. I don't know if you want to send too many blitzes at Russell Wilson. He is a guy that will cook you no, for that. No, no, that'd be a
0: mistake. But yeah. No blitzing.
1: Yeah, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be tough. Our, our pass rushing, our pa- we don't have a pass rusher. And, I mean, we've got some guys who can put some things together, but we don't have that guy. And, that, you know, we're really hurting seeing that. You know, So we'll see how that happens, oh, yeah. see how we handle him. Especially, again, I'm very concerned about Russell Wilson and his mobility going into this football game. But, one of my final questions for you is going to be, what Rush. are your thoughts on the Bill Cowell rumors? Um, there's a lot of rumors that he would be interested well, in coming thing, and coaching there, Joe, the New York Jets.
0: Of, it's just a rumor, and I don't really, you know, pay much attention to rumors. If it, ha- if it happens, great, it does happen. But for all we know, this I mean, this is just all speculation, and I don't, I don't fall for that. I don't believe anything until yeah. it is proven, signed. Other than that, yeah. Okay. No. No, because, you know, you're oh. going to hype it all up and like, no, he's not coming. You know, it's like, why yeah. is that, why is that for you know, because anything like that just sort of uh, false information and I don't do that. Arizona State, Arizona is getting killed right now. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Against yeah, look, Arizona I hear State. you, man. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I hear you, man. Give me
1: your final score prediction for the uh, Jets game against Seattle
0: 42 to zip. Oof. Whoa. i'm sorry but i don't i don't i don't see much hope for this game at all i wish i could oh. you're smoking crack stop
1: looks like I'm back, folks. Oh, blog talk is is absolutely crazy right now. <laughs> completely <laughs> crazy. I mean, completely ridiculous. It, this is completely ridiculous, blog talk. I mean, it just, it just makes absolutely no sense here. Oh, I ain't just, blo- caller, are you still there? Can anybody, can you guys hear me? Oh, my goodness, blog talk is the worst. Listen, I apologize to anyone. Blog talk has crashed. Things are jacked up. Blog talk, you're killing me. Listen, I want to give you folks, I want to thank everyone for calling in. I apologize for any of the audio issues. Again, that was all blog talk. Oh, man, just just frustrating. Um, Listen, I'm going to give you folks my final prediction uh, for the score against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I'm looking at this game. I look at the situation, and uh, I'm seeing we got a lot of injuries, man we got a lot of injuries, particularly across our wide receiver core. Not having Mims because he's dealing with a family issue. Not having Crowder, if he does not play, is going to be big for us. Um, I think us running the ball is going to be extremely important, particularly because our offensive line has had some issues. It's suffering, um, you know, especially with uh, Greg Van Roten. And then the Seattle Seahawks also have some guys that can get after it. I mean, they got some guys that can really put some pressure on you. Serious business. We all know, you know, about – you know, some of the guys that they have, uh, Dunlap, I think he's, he's uh, dealing with the issue right now, though. But if he, if he does play, um, we're, we're going to have his hands full with him. We all know Wagner, Wright, all those guys, you know, could absolutely get after it. So we got to be – you know, we've we got to play a balanced offense. But running the football and being, uh, you know, being successful running the football I think is critical for us. we got to be able to keep these guys off. Working off that for the play action is going to be a very big deal as well. Um, I look at the situation going up against the, you know, Seattle's offense. I'm very concerned about our secondary. You look at our secondary, it's got issues. Our cornerback position, Bless Austin, uh, is going to be stepping back in. So we know Lamar Jackson is going to, you know, go back to his normal role. Uh, I want to see what, what he does in this, you know, in this matchup as well. I think DK Metcalf is going to be a handful, uh, you know, Lockett, all those guys they have, you know, particularly in the offensive side of the ball. And also Will Disley. Will Disley's one. Heck of a tight end. He's a guy that can get after it too. We had issues, you know, stopping Waller. And I'm not saying, you know, Disley, Disley and Waller are like the same kind of guys. But, you know, Disley is the guy that they definitely target in the passing game. So we're going to see Langie get tested. We're going to see a lot of our inside linebackers get tested yet again this week, you know, on offense. So with all of that said, um, I'm going to take Seattle. I'm taking Seattle in this football game. I'm going to take Seattle 30-3. to 30 to 3, I'm taking the Seahawks. All right. That's just what I'm doing, man. I'm taking the Seahawks. So it is what it is. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a tough game to watch. But I just, I just, I can't see us beating them, man. We've, we've got too many issues. So with all that said, I want to thank everyone for listening. Folks have been the greatest. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search the Long Beach Joe Show, like that page. You know, my content's there as well. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, let me get some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. Some feedback about Blog Talk, too, because they're trash. <laughs> blog Talk is terrible. Terrible. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. YoungJ000. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. If you want to troll me? No issues. I am the troller under the bridge, and I will troll you right back. All right. You can also follow my shows. Twitter page as well at the Long Beach Joe show. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and follow again. Talk to me. I'll talk to you right back. You know what I'm saying? And also we'll have my Darnold Jersey on the whole time when I'm trolling, you know, I'm hoping he plays, you know, decently against Seattle because people are all over him already, but you know, I'm sticking with him. We're going to see what's going on. Uh, I'm also on YouTube as well at the Long Beach Joe. uh, I'm sorry. At Long Beach, Long Beach, Joe jets, Long Beach, Joe jets on YouTube. Uh, you know, please subscribe to my content there. Message me, I'll message you right back in there as well. You want to throw me no issues, we can go back and forth. Please subscribe, turn your notifications, thumbs up as well on my videos. Truly appreciate it. And as always, folks, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. The hugs will remain free. Not for blog talk, though. Blog talk, I'm, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not going to hug you. I'm just not. You got to get it together. You actually got to get it together. So I want to thank you folks for listening again. Folks, have a good one. Peace.